Hello, everyone. In this episode, we finally talk about Draymond Green. We welcome in a brand new guest, and then we draft every team in the league. Welcome to Dimes. Welcome back to the pod, everybody. I'm your co-host, Carter. With me, as always, my co-host, JR, and a third member of the pod party, my friend, our friend, Alex Rubin. Welcome in, Alex. Oh, thank you for having me, Carter. I've been penciling this date on my calendar every day. I don't even know what that means, but I'm just excited. I'm a little nervous. We're excited to have you. We're a little nervous, too, because when Alex in the pod, who knows what's going to happen? Anything is possible. JR, last week, as we recorded the pod, Draymond Green was punching Jordan Poole in the face. Or the video of <laughs> Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face came out. We have to do a Twitter check in this pod, but I'm going to get us started. Fire or ice, JR. Draymond, find... Not suspended and is back on Thursday. Is this going to matter? Is this not fire or ice? This is fire. I think because the video came out, who's to say if anything like this happens behind closed doors? But that was a serious punch. And I don't know if I ever got punched like that by anyone and if I would ever want to talk to them again. I know I'm not a professional athlete, but that was a pretty serious, aggressive move. He threw his whole weight into him. Alex... If you're Jordan Poole, do you think that $20 million will make you forget about that punch to the face? Uh, yeah, I do. $20 million <laughs> would make me forget about it a lot. <laughs> I know I've listened to your pod before, and I know that most of the stories are kind of fire, but I'm going to zag a little bit and say this one's ice. I don't. I think this is going to mm-hmm. blow over super fast. I mean, I watched the video and yeah, it's an aggressive, but they're professional athletes. I mean, they're like just full of testosterone and aggressiveness all day long. Like, I think that they'll get over it a lot faster than we will. We're just really hyped about the season. And I think everybody's like wondering like, oh, a little, little something for the Warriors. And yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, obviously everybody's, you know, right that it's not okay, but I think that it will kind of it will be forgotten pretty quickly i think once the season gets started and they start playing i think they're they've had too many years and too much chemistry that it's gonna their play will overshadow this i think that both of what you guys said i agree with parts of i think it is a little more fiery just in the way that could be like a spark like if they start off and they're seven and oh eight and oh I don't know why I picked those numbers, but I did. They Winning solves everything. But if there's just a little hiccup, if a little bit of tinder gets in there, this could be the flame that kind of continues. Like, if Jordan Poole doesn't start off shooting very well and Draymond Green kind of gives him a little snide remark, this could become a fiery situation. But we are in 
the NBA equivalent of a deep freezer with Steph Curry, modern day Tim Duncan, best teammate ever, people say, and Steve Kerr, who has been punched in the face, maybe the best coach to have in this situation as he was punched in the face by Michael Jordan. Now, he did, like, punch back. It kind of started in his story. Draymond Green just kind of looked like he was bullying Little Pool. So, I think I think it is a little fiery, but it could be quickly iced by just, like, a starting off grade everyone's friends again. Yeah, I wonder if, like you said, this is the spark there's been a lot of talk outside of the Warriors organization of like, how are they going to pay all these people? They're getting older. Like, do they want to move on from Draymond? Do they want to move on from Clay? Is this a spark that starts any of that? Jordan Poole, basically everyone on the Warriors needs to get paid pretty soon here. <laughs> um, I guess, except for Steph and Clay, but mm. this could be the start of something. We'll see. Something completely different and just pure NBA preseason fun is Doc Rivers said on the Woj podcast (laughs) that James Harden's potential is a scoring Magic Johnson. Alex, is James Harden Magic Johnson? (laughs) Fire or ice? I think that's fire just because of how silly that is. Um, why are you talking about potential about someone who I believe, I don't know his age, but is probably in his early 30s and has yeah. done most of the important things he'll do in his career already? Um, I guess, is he talking about like career-wise Magic Johnson or like this year he's going to become, is he just saying that like he's going to pass a lot this year? Is that... And also score. I guess I think he's trying to say that in a nice way. He's like, please pass. Please pass. <laughs> I think that's just like the way that people talk to each other now is they can't communicate directly because these people are all internet children. So like the way to tell James Harden that you need to take a step back from scoring <laughs> is be like, hey, Magic Johnson passed a lot. He didn't score that much, but you could score like a little more than him. So I'm going to say fire because that's pretty silly. JR? Well, I agree with everything Alex said completely, but I think I'm going to go ice on it because I think this is just one of those things that they say toward the near beginning of the season and it's like it doesn't matter. They're just like filling press conference time, I guess. But like to Alex's point, he's in his possibly mid-30s. How old is he? Like 34? Like I don't know if Doc Rivers was talking about the past tense. Like he was this. He could have, you know, I don't know. But like He's on the back half of his career. He's not the best player on his team. And to say the legend (laughs) Magic Johnson was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, he is just absolutely not Magic Johnson. Um, Finally, some sad preseason news. LaMelo Ball will miss the start of the season with a grade two ankle sprain. Is this fire? Is this going to continue the start of a terrible hornet season or is this ice he's just gonna miss like the first couple weeks and it'll be fine alex as the person who lives closest to where the hornets play please enlighten us i'm gonna go with oh man this is tough because like on the one hand everybody's thinks the hornets are gonna suck anyway so it's like who cares but then is this the spark that puts them into the tanking conversation so early 
And I think that it can make them kind of a volatile organization because of that. But I'm still going to go ice just because everybody has kind of stopped caring about the Hornets. And if Lamelo's not playing, like that's the reason that anyone would ever watch a single one of their games. Yeah, he's definitely the most exciting Hornet in... <sighs> Probably more exciting than Kemba Walker. So, <laughs> I don't know. Forever? <laughs> Probably definitely since, definitely since they were the Bobcats. Sorry, that was a really icy thing to say. Yeah. Uh, JR... Any any flames on this one? Zero flames. Uh, I don't want to say this is their start of like trying to tank even more. Like it's just one injury. Sure, he's not going to play at the beginning. But if he comes back and then he goes back out with another like mild, I don't really know what a grade two is, but like if he goes out with another like ankle sprain and he just doesn't play, like, okay, now you just don't want any good players to play for you this season. So, but ice until that happens. Yeah, LaMelo Ball, it's an icy story. Ice up your ankle. Alex, we mentioned that you live close to Charlotte of the three of us here, but we haven't really gotten to know the real you in what better way than the Dime Signature 10-piece. 10 questions to get to know a guest. JR, let him rip. These are rapid-fire, Alex, please. As rapid as possible. All right, 10 questions, 10 years of fantasy. You know, I got this. Hit me. Perfect. Question one. Favorite arena food? My favorite arena food has got to be pizza. Good answer. Best NBA meme? Uh, James Harden's entire career. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your favorite player? Uh, All time Tim Duncan. Who is your least favorite player? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, boom, lock it in. Who is your go-to 2K team? Uh, I haven't done a lot of 2K in a while. It was those Ty Lawson Nuggets. But I'm just going to go Spurs now because every time I fire up 2K, I just miss the Spurs. So just Spurs. When you step onto the basketball court, who do you play like? Uh, Dennis Rodman. Which which era Dennis Rodman? Uh, The... Young, scrappy one. Got it. A lot of hustle, not a lot of direction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite shot of all time? Oh, we were just talking about it. The uh, Memorial Day Miracle 1999 Spurs championship run against Portland with his tippy toes. uh, His, his, uh, what's it called? His heel almost above out of bounds. Yeah. Tippy toes and bounds. Crazy shot. Uh, now time for our crazy eight question. Different for every guest. Which spur has all NBA in their future? Uh, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson. I know easy answer, but he's got the stuff. Don't really know who else you could have said there. <laughs> future spur Victor Wembenyama. Ooh. <laughs> um, what is the best team of all time? I'm going to go with the, what, I think 2017 Warriors, the one that was the Kevin Durant one, right? Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, you can't add a team, have a team that won 73 games and then added like one of the 20 best players of all time to it. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer for me. 
Uh, and last question, wrapping up this dimes ten piece, who is the goat? Uh, I'm gonna go. It's it's been Michael Jordan for me for a long time, and I think it's still Michael Jordan. I asked my dad when I was ten years old who's the best player of all time, and he said Michael Jordan, and I think he was right. Nice. I think your dad was right too, and that's the dimes ten piece. Right after this break, we'll be back with some. F- wins welcome back folks i just wanted to try out the new bleep that we got so i apologize for that we are about to draft every team in the nba What are we drafting them for? It's very, very simple. Just regular season wins. We want to get the teams on our mega team. We're going through all of them with the most wins. So we'll have 10 teams on each of our three squads. Uh, Alex is going to get the first pick. I will have the second. And then JR will have the third and fourth. We'll snake. So a perfect draft. We'll have 820 wins on their team at the end of the season. We'll do little checkups throughout the year, maybe the 25-game mark and a 30. We'll figure out a way, but we're going to keep track of these. And before we get started, I just want to talk about the league in general, kind of where we think it's going to go this year, help the listeners be informed on like why we're making these decisions. And, you know, we've talked about Victor Wembanyama. I think that we're in a year of mega, mega, mega tanking. And by that, I mean not true, like not 10 teams tanking. I don't think it's going to be that many. But in the seasons where we've had multiple uh, teams with like in the teens in terms of wins, like 17 and 18, that always connects to multiple teams above 60. Uh, Looking back, into the 15-16 season, we just mentioned that team that added Kevin Durant. The Warriors had 73 wins. The Spurs had 67 wins. And at the bottom of the league that year, we had, you know, the Sixers when they were winning like 15 games per season, right? So it only takes a couple teams to truly, truly be horrible to let these teams at the top really rise up. And I think there's more teams in the West, whether it's the Jazz or the Spurs and the Thunder who are and who are really going to just immediately be like, we don't want to win, and there's nothing that's really going to make us win. You know, OKC losing Chet, still not really having a very big big man rotation at all. Uh, and the Spurs and the Jazz are just actively trying to lose at all times. So that's what I think is going to happen this year in general. We're going to have teams at the very, very bottom – And people are talking about, you know, a cluster at the top of each of the conferences. But I really think there's going to be a couple teams that rise up and get into the 60-win territory. JR, how do you feel how this league is going to go this season? Yeah, I mean, we have some, especially with the Western Conference, we are thinking about and talking about all these teams that are going to win so many games. Like even these teams coming back from injury, going to shoot up the standings, right? Teams win more. There has to be some, there's only so many wins to go around the league. Some teams got to be really, really bad. So I think you were spot on. 
I think this draft is going to really showcase like these first picks. We're going to really up our win totals here, but toward the end, we're going to be like, oh, thank God I didn't have to get, spoiler alert, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Alex, how do you feel like it's going to go? Well, you know, Carter, I'll tell you this much. My heart wants me to zag because it makes our podcast time more fun, but I have to agree with pretty much everything you said there. Like, it's just... In my heart, I feel like there should be a cluster, right? As I'm going through these teams, it was really hard to like put some of them over each other, like to just to to get to uncluster them. But I know just the math, like I'm always a man of math, as I've said many times, that there has to there's gonna be some really bad teams and there's gonna be some stellar teams this year. It's just it's his history, it's math. It's science, it's algebra, it's whatever you want to call it. It's gonna happen. So it's basketball, baby. <laughs> who it's gonna who it gonna be? About to find out. <laughs> okay. Well, with the most pressure possible, who are you taking with the number one pick in our winner winner chicken dinner draft? The team with the most wins at the end of the season, the other two are gonna make that person a chicken dinner. Well, I can't wait for my chicken dinner, and I can't wait for my number one pick, which is the smartest pick to choose. Glad I did it. Uh, I am <laughs> I am taking, with the number one overall pick, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh! Mm. Milwaukee Bucks basically bringing everybody back with an addition of Joe Angles and Marjan Bochamp in the draft. Brooke Lopez not going to have a broken back all season. The band's back together with like a backup vocalist and maybe a new tambourine player. Why do you think this team with a Vegas over under 52 and a half is going to be the number one wins in this season? Well, if I think about the team with 53 and a half, the Celtics, that seems a little too high after recent uh, developments. But I think that Milwaukee is hungry. I think that Giannis may make an MVP push this year. I think that uh, after last year, you know, Giannis has showed the last two years and two playoffs that he is, you know, the greatest player in this league. And he's going to want to show that they can not only be great, you know, in the playoffs, but that they can have and have the best team. They he wants. I bet he's going to want to have a complete year of like the most dominant team in the regular season of the playoffs. Add to his resume for his one championship and be like, look, I'm like the you know I'm going to go 14 and two in the playoffs and I'm going to dominate all year long. He's got the team to do it. He's like the right age to do it. I think he's he is every game. Like you're gonna see big intensity, and that's gonna raise the intensity of that team. So that's why I went with the Bucks. With my second pick, or with my first pick, the second pick, staring at a lot of teams that I think are gonna be right around each other. But like we just said, someone's got to rise up, and I'm also gonna be staring at this team all year long. So I can't be rooting for a team that I hate. Right. And that's a lot of teams. I have a lot of hate in my heart. So I'm just going to take a team that there's just no way is coming around back to me. It's got to be the Denver Nuggets. Dang it. Knew it. it. (laughs) Got to get the Nugs. Talk about the band being back together. 
You got Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., adding more than backup vocalists and tambourine players. You got KCP and Bruce <laughs> Brown, actual rotation players. No Jamal, no Michael Porter Jr. If they just had KCP and Bruce Brown on the squad last year, who knows what they would have done? Maybe they would have gotten home court and maybe they could have beaten the Jazz because apparently Jalen Brunson could take it to the Jazz by himself. Well, maybe KCP could have locked down Donovan Mitchell. I love the Nuggets. I'm going to root for the Nuggets. I'm having a great time having them be my stellar team that's rising to the top. Shout out Denver and its elevation. Nobody's winning there early in the season. No one's going to get used to it. My slight teensy tiny worry is that DeAndre Jordan is the backup center and he's really bad at basketball. And Michael Porter Jr. has like the structural integrity um, of like a twig in terms of his back. Um, So maybe he's kind of those one year on, one year off kind of guy. And hopefully this is the year on. JR. I think I just stole the nuggets from you, but who you pick it with your threes and your fours. <laughs> that was a great pick. I think those were rightfully the first two to go. I was kind of hoping at least one of those would fall to me, um, but I'm going to have a good time watching both of those teams. Uh, I have the third pick and the fourth pick because we're doing a snake draft. I did like this spot to be picking, but I was really sad to see both teams that I wanted to go. Uh, <laughs> Rightfully so, they went one and two. But with the third pick and my first pick, I will be taking um, the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, wow. Okay. Who's four? And I will be taking the defending champ, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> pretty, pretty good spot to get the best team in the league at four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to pass those guys up. Warriors, we've already talked about it. Again, another team that's just kind of bringing the squad back. They lost Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second, but their young guys will step up. We've talked about that a lot, JR. These young guys, like, do we believe in them? Can we trust them? Are they actually going to be this incredible squad? Let's start with that, with the Warriors. What's the upside for this team? Yeah, even though everything we talked about with Draymond and Poole, they got a lot of young guys. Uh, Wiseman coming back, Kaminga, and Moody. You have to think at least one of those is going to hit pretty strong this year. So you're going to get a breakout from one of those young guys. You still have the Splash Bros. And Draymond's still on the team. So he's going to be <laughs> playing his usual good defense, even though he basically has zero offense in his game. Defending champs, they did it last year with not playing together. And now this year they're going to have a whole season together. So they're going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason that I didn't pick them is I just thought, okay, they're less hungry than the Nuggets. Alex, yeah. was that kind of your reasoning as well? Well, I was, I mean, I only had the one pick so far and I picked the Bucks. Right. But Me too. <laughs> I did actually have these two teams ranked sixth and seventh on my list. Oh. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not value, JR. <laughs> I could read you my whole list later, but I did not think that the Warriors were going to... I thought that everyone was overhyping the Sixers, first of all, and I thought that they were going to have something... They're the Sixers. Like, that something's going to happen. I just... I know it. It's going to be Doc, or it's going to be Harden, 
But this that team, I do not see that team dominating as everyone is kind of predicting. It's like, oh yeah, the year of the Sixers. It's like, wasn't the year of the Sixers supposed to be the last six years? <laughs> so no. Well, well, I'll I'll stop you right there. <laughs> they have a they have a scoring Magic Johnson on their team this year. Okay. <laughs> You know, I didn't hear that before I made the list, so I need to adjust it. Um, I put the Warriors a little lower, basically just because they're going to do a lot of load management. I I did think about that. Um, I guess I'm hoping that they're just happy to play together, since they didn't really do that much last year. But they, they've had a lot of miles, and they've shown that they can kind of turn it on in the playoffs. Like, they... They don't need a regular season to gel. Like they can kind of get it in the last twenty games of the season. They don't need like, oh yeah, we we have to we we can't start resting guys or else the team won't play together. That's how I feel about some of these other teams, even some of the teams I ranked ahead of the Warriors, that they need a team a season to gel, which is why maybe I put them a little higher. I mean, with with the Warriors, just in defense of my good friend JR here, <laughs> the Warriors We've seen them not try and also win like 60 games. So like we've seen like Steph is not known for like being an Iron Man, even in their huge run, then they still end up getting dubbed. So I want to go to the Sixers, JR. Is that pick just like Joel Embiid is going to be the best player in the Eastern Conference? That's pretty much 100% what it is. I got scared off of some of the other teams uh, other than the Bucks. I would have definitely picked the Bucks in the East over the Sixers, um, but there was something about the other teams that kind of scared me off, and I'm not 100% in on the Sixers either, kind of like what Alex was saying. I mean, they're the Sixers, wasn't their year a couple <laughs> years ago, but I think they're still going to be really good. Like, they scared me the least out of the remaining East. I don't want this next pick. I mean, I have to do it, but it's so hard because you it's not the fear of picking the team. It's just, it's FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. And... Man, I'm staring at the Celtics with the highest still Vegas win over under 53. I'm staring at the Suns, the Clippers, the Nets, and the Grizz. And, you know, even if the Suns win six games less this year, that's still 58 wins. Uh, So I'm going to take those Suns from Phoenix and I'm going to ride Devin Booker, hopefully, all the way into the high 50s this season. I'm really glad that, that you did it and I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, what was that in your rankings? Uh, they were the third team in my rankings. All right, so I'm glad I snagged one by you. Have the potential to win a lot this year. Yes, Jay Crowder asked out. Yes, Chris Paul is a year older. But again, Booker, Bridges, and Aiton are also all a year older in a good way. And just like with the Warriors, winning solves everything. DeAndre Aiton probably wasn't texting Monty Williams a lot during the season when they were winning 60-plus games. So I'm taking the Suns. Uh, My little trend here is you're going to be seeing me picking Western Conference teams because of the Jazz the Spurs and the Rockets and the Thunder, most of the tanking teams are going to be in the Western Conference, in my thought. And just that slight edge of Western Conference teams playing Western Conference teams more often, that is why I'm leaning slightly west. Alex, a couple back-to-backs. Oh, here we go. Well, actually, 
Um, it, uh, interesting thought about the. I, I didn't put that much thought into uh, the West having more. Thank you for team, preparing. But I mean, I put a lot of. Okay, Carter. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a compliment, and you're just hurting my feelings for no reason. But here's here's a fun Nick, thing. Take it out of the pod. Take it out of the pod, Nick. All right. No. Uh, my number two team is still on the board. And oh, this, don't do it. My number two team, they start with a C. Don't do it. And I'm going to pick the Clippers. Mm. Oh, get off the pod. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's, and I'm picking the Clippers and the Celtics. So you're welcome. I'm getting both of them out of here. Double C. Okay. So you may have just picked the top two teams at each conference. So <laughs> yeah, truly, obviously the Celtics had the best odds out of this, but we all felt it was under because of the, you know, the Gallinari and, their head coach. <laughs> and Robert Williams. But, you know, I remember thinking it was really weird when they just like, had a really good coach, Brad Stevens, who I thought was a great coach. And then they're like, nah, we're going to make him like our president now. And we're like, not going to fire anyone. We're just going to kind of shuffle things around and do weird stuff. And then they were still fine. And with, they're still a really good team. And I know Robert Williams is really important for them in the playoffs, but I think this is regular season and you can make up for that in the regular season. I think that, they still have two young, hungry players, and maybe we'll even give them a little more edge. I mean, they already had enough edge for how the finals went, but I think that, you know, if if anyone like Jalen Brown and Tatum, I think are really like solid individuals. And I think if anyone can like kind of rally a team, it could be them too. And I know, I mean, Marcus Smart you know, is kind of, I guess, the emotional leader of the team. But I think that they, you know, especially Jalen Brown can kind of rein him in a little bit. And so I think that they'll still win a lot of games this year. Maybe not 53 and a half, but enough for my five spot on my roster. The Clippers, I put number two. Basically because of kind of what I was saying earlier, that they they need time this is their they have this is year four and if this doesn't work they are so like (laughs) this is they have to win a lot of games and be good this year and so i think yeah there'll be some load management obviously but they have a lot of interesting pieces that they've added over the offseason and i think that they have enough to just win games like they they can even with Kawhi and Paul George not playing a lot of the games together. I think that they will play a lot of games together at the end of the season if they can manage it right. And in preparation for the playoffs, because they really, really, really don't want another embarrassing playoffs. (laughs) More than any team in the league. And that means something to me. JR, with the Clippers being notorious for their load management and also, and I guess, good notorious for famous for Ty Lu just being a good coach and getting a team without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard into the play-in and being competitive and playing hard defense. Like 
do you think that's a recipe for, okay, we actually need to get this together. We've learned from our mistakes because we haven't succeeded in the playoffs. So we need a higher seed. Or do you think, oh, they're fine. We're going to do what we've done and kind of coast. I do think that the pressure is on. Uh, I think I was personally scared to pick either of these teams, and I'm already kind of regretting it. Like you said, these could be the two best player teams in each conference. Um, but I think that, to Alex's point, at some point they have to put it together or some heads are going to roll, as they say. <laughs> um, and I, I wonder if, like Paul George, like we know Kawhi's kind of thigh, muscle, knee injury has been lingering for years and years and years. I wonder if Paul George, he's missed a lot of time lately. I wonder if we think that is like a very lingering injury, like if that's going to affect him for the rest of his career. Um, I expect Kawhi to miss way more games than Paul George. But like Alex said, they did a lot of cool things in the offseason. I'm really high on their team, but it's all potential. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We're also going to see my next pick, which, man, still staring at those nets, but I'm going to pass them over for just somebody who's a little hungry, a little grizzly bear. Jaron Jackson's out, but I don't care. This team is filled with younger guys. They got even younger by ditching some of their vets, Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, vets, quote-unquote, like our barely 27, and bringing in more rookies. This team, for where they've drafted and the value they've gotten, I think is the best drafting team in the league in the past six years. I love the Grizzlies. I love that they kind of got embarrassed by the Warriors, but then also blew them out by 40 points at one point. Like, what was that series? I think the Grizzlies have the taste of defeat in their mouth in a great way. And Ja Morant is a true leader. Taylor Jenkins, great coach. Grizzlies, give them to me in the third round. Nuggets, Suns, Grizz. I know that's a perfect pick, but if you guys have any holes you feel like you can make up to think it's not a good pick, would you? now is the time to say them. Uh, I mean, the Grizzlies, they were in my eighth spot. They were the next team that I had on the list. Uh, the only, the only thing is that they overachieved and there is, you know, getting back to that math thing that I love the law of regression. Like if you, if you, if you think that this is that the amount of games they won last year is the amount of games that that team just is, then sure they could win a lot of games this year, but it was a pretty big jump. So you would assume just mathematically that they should regress a little bit. Who knows? Because the team is potentially better, but that's my only counterpoint to the Grizzlies. I was just going to say, and that's exactly what I was thinking about them too. I certainly would have picked them if you didn't, (laughs) but if you think they overachieved last year, um, they're going to come back down a little bit. So I think that was a good spot for them though. Just give me Steven Adams. Who wants to play against Steven Adams? I don't care what his stats are, but who wants to be like, I'm going to try hard tonight when they're staring at Steven Adams across the way. Get those shrimp off the Barbie. JR, your next two picks. Back-to-back picks again. Like I said, I would have taken the Grizzlies, but I am going to take the team you mentioned you were going to pass over. I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets. Thank God. <laughs> Kevin Durant going number nine in this draft, his team. Kyrie's back. Maybe. We don't really know. He's like 
legally back, but is he does he want to play <laughs> basketball anymore? We will see. Um, have to imagine Ben Simmons is going to be on the court at least. I don't know. They're going to be better. So I'm okay taking him here. Uh, ninth overall, my third pick. And then with my fourth pick, I'm going to take someone on a team that I was hyping up last year in our uh, last week in our tiers draft. Oh. I'm going to take Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, not what I thought you were going to do. Taking a little trip down to Dallas. Let's let's do Dallas first, and then we'll kind of swing around back to the Nets. So clearly, Jr., you think. It doesn't matter. They don't need a second best guy. Luca can do it by himself. The West is better. It don't matter. I mean, it matters a little bit because he went to the fourth round to pick him. <laughs> but the Mavs regular season win ceiling is eighty two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, I, I think it's gonna be a little tougher, but I think that I don't know. I am banking a lot on Luca, and well, only on Luca, I suppose, because they don't have a second best player anymore. I think that great players eventually like get serious. So I think that we've seen him coast in regular seasons before, maybe not be in shape. Um, I might be wrong, and it's not this season, but I do believe at one point he's going to start taking like almost every game really, really seriously. And so I guess I'm kind of banking on this being the season where he's like, I don't even have like a running mate. Basically, this is my team. I get to do everything. He'd be a great fantasy pick. Um, yes, you would. And I think that I know playoffs is different from regular season, but he single handedly was beating teams in the postseason too. So like he doesn't really need anyone else to win a game. I know the 82 is a lot, but I'm picking him. What is that? 10th overall. So not any higher than that. The Grizz, uh, the Mavs, over under is forty eight and a half. That's tied with the Grizzlies, tied with the T Wolves. So and they're in. That's five, six, seven. So Vegas thinks this team is like one bad sneeze away from being in the play in. Like, can like do you trust Dinwiddie? Do you trust just the? defense what what is the secondary thing because it can't all just be literally luca right or can it i mean i kind of think it can but i think it's the way that they are just gonna play which is how houston played with james harden um that comparison's been made a lot although people seem to like luca more but that james harden team won so many games as well i think that they can kind of replicate that and i think it's I'm really high on the Mavs, clearly. I kind of think it's that simple. All right. Alex, going to JR's other pick, the Brooklyn Nets. He picked him. I don't want to have to make him suffer anymore. Let's just talk about the Nets, and let's pretend. Let's take a step back and pretend that Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are just regular players. We have a squad with Kyrie, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton as probable starters, Seth Curry, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, and Markeith Morris is really the main bench rotation. That's not bad. <laughs> if, if, if they were normal, just normal everyday players, 
like this team could be the best team in the East, right? I mean, obviously it has that potential because Kevin Durant has shown that he can he can do what Doncic can do. He can lead a team to a lot of wins kind of by himself. And if Kyrie is just participating in a productive manner, <laughs> and I guess also Ben Simmons is just playing good defense, like they the prop the, the problem is is that their depth, especially with the problems that these players have. Like you need other, you need more people you can rely on it and it can fall apart really quickly, but it could also just not do that. And if I'm (laughs) like, that's the problem is that I feel like it's either going to like, they're going to win 60 games or they're going to win 40. Like there, I don't see the cards. Yeah. I don't see this team being like, decent i see them being you know pretty bad or really great and so, 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 so. it's hard to, it's i have no idea i put them i think i put them 10th on my list i just have i have absolutely no idea it's going to be fun to watch though i think i think that it's a little different but i kind of think of them similar to the clippers i think that the clippers are just based purely on potential i know we've seen those two players be good before but they also haven't played in a long time and like we've seen all the Nets players be really good when all of them play but they haven't played in a long time so like I think similar to those who went way higher in this draft uh way higher like three picks higher but um (laughs) you know a lot of potential picks so I I still feel good about that could we say at this point fellas that we have drafted all the teams that are possible to win the championship. Can we say that? Or is that, oh, no, we cannot, JR. JR is another one on the list. Alex? Uh, I would say that, you know, my heart tells me that there's more because of the, the I feel like it's going to be a cluster. But so I'm just going to go with my gut and say that there's a couple more teams that have a shot cuz especially with some of these teams that could fall apart like like they they could get in get in the mix. Well, here comes my swing and here comes the one team I think that could possibly be in the championship if a trade goes the right way. I'm doing it. I'm continuing my path in the Western Conference and I'm taking the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was not the team that I was thinking about. Not the team that I thought was championship contender. <laughs> nope. Well, let me tell you a little thing about the Los Angeles Lakers. They got number one, the second best player of all time on their squad. They got a former MVP in Russell Westbrook. Ever heard of him? Okay. <laughs> No, but seriously, uh, I took this team because of all the teams that are left, you know, we got Heat, Cavs, uh, Timberwolves, Hawks, Lakers, Raptors, Pelicans, kind of all in this range. Um, I just thought, is there any team in that crew that could win more than 55 games? And I think a best case scenario is Lakers is in that realm. They're head coached by Darvin Ham. A Texas Tech legend, a last name having legend, 
And yeah, I'm going to take the Lakers. Could this be my downfall, wasting my fourth round pick on a team that may not make the playoffs? Sure, but you got to take, you got to, you got to risk a loss to get a win. I think that's what like Brett Brown would always say. <laughs> this is this is prime reach range, so I'm not super mad at it. But that was a reach. <laughs> it, 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 it's yes, yeah, it's reach, it's reach. All right, <laughs> Jr. Let's stop talking about that, Nick. We may have to cut that out of the pod. All right, uh, Alex, who are your next two picks? All right, well, let's see. You took my 17th pick off the board just now. <laughs> okay. Uh, my <laughs> well, gotcha. That's a snag. <laughs> <laughs> my next two picks are teams. One team that I think. Uh, is the last championship remaining team on the board. And the other one is a sneaky playoff, make some noise kind of team. I mean, not even that sneaky. They're just, they're just good. And that is the heat and the Raptors. So love the raps. Yep. The Raptors. That's my, that's my, not that sneaky, sneaky team. I, they're always great for fantasy players. And the reason that is, is because they have guys that can kind of do everything. I've love Ananobe and uh, they have uh, Precious Achua now and they just Scotty Barnes. Yep. Scotty Barnes now. Like they have so many players that you just want, like that if I was building a basketball team, I'd be like, yeah, that guy would be like a, a, like a, a model person to have like no, no big issues. Like they can do a little bit of everything and you're coached by like the perfect coach. So, yeah, I mean, they don't have the most talented roster out there, which in the NBA means a lot, but for the regular season, for the regular season, having, uh, having just a lot of different guys and being able to not miss a beat with a great coach, I think makes them, uh, you know, a really, I think it makes them a solid pick for me, I would say. And the Heat, uh, basically just going off of they have, they were pretty decent in the playoffs, and I think they have the most talented roster left, and I think they're going to win a lot of games. You picked two teams with two just like A-plus, whatever the top-tier coaches are. They are both in it, and maybe one and two in terms of like teams that have actual good players that can do what they want to do. Shout out Popovich. Did you pick them Heat Raptors in that order, or did it not really matter? Like, do you think the Heat will be better than the Raptors? Yes. Uh, I picked, I think the Raptors were my 12th team, and the Heat were my 10th, so they were pretty close. But I basically... I you know I, I complimented the Raptors a lot, but just the just the lack of talent of some of their players. Like there's just a lot more. Like I wouldn't say any one of that team's like, oh yeah, there's where's where's my Steph Curry? Where's my like top twenty player on that team? And you know, really, you know, you could be the Detroit Pistons, you know, in the two thousand four, but they're not that either. So they they're as they're they're as far as like the perfect, you know computer chess team i think can be with how with their just lack of uh you know superstar talent on the team i'm gonna take an eastern conference team with superstar talent on there superstar on the eyes of dimes and especially in the eyes of jr 
Dipping my toe in the East. I'm taking the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep, makes sense. I have gotten more and more upset at the comparisons between the Cavs and the Hawks as we've gotten further away from both trades. Because Darius Garland, like, when he was in charge and Jared Allen was healthy, was winning games. Donovan Mitchell, when he was the best player on his team, was winning games. Like, Trey Young <laughs> and DeShante Murray have not done that consistently. Trey Young had one good year, and then, math man, they regressed. Right? Like, I would, if I were to pick the two, like, if I were to pick my favorite pairing of the guards, it would be Mitchell and Garland. They fit way better together than Murray and Trey Young. If I were to pick the better big men on the team, it's not even a question. It's not even a conversation. It's Mobley and Allen over John Collins. John, please trade me Collins. And Clint, please trade me Capella. And then DeAndre Hunter, we had our Evan, our Hawks fan, on the pod, and he was like, yeah, DeAndre Hunter, if he doesn't play, this thing's toast. Guess what DeAndre Hunter doesn't like to do? Play basketball games. <laughs> so I'm picking the Cavs. I don't want to talk about this team compared to the Hawks. They were a 50-win team before Jared Allen got injured. Then they added Donovan Mitchell, a essentially perfect fit. If you can't get a scoring, you know, small forward on this squad, you need someone who can pick up the buckets, and that's Donovan frickin' Mitchell. I'm happy to get them with my fifth pick. Am I crazy? <laughs> Should I have picked them before the Lakers? <laughs> yes. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> so for me, it was between the Mavs, the Heat, and the Cavs. And much like you with the Lakers, I think I reached for the Mavs. Um, mm. But I think the Cavs and the Heat uh, were incredible picks by both of y'all. Thank you so much. Can we have Thank your you. final pick of the fifth round? This one's tough. I'm going to pass on the team that everyone, like you said, is comparing to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and I'm going to possibly be reaching again. Ooh. I'm going to take the New Orleans Pelicans. Whoa. 44 win over <laughs> under. Ninth seed would be in the Western Conference. Zion Williamson back? Question mark? Exclamation point. A stacked lineup. C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, ladies and gents. Jose Alvarado coming off the bench. Willie Green sitting on the bench as their head coach motivating them all. They get to play eight games against the Spurs and the Rockets. <laughs> what more could you want from a pick in the fifth round? J.R., how many games will Zion Williamson play this year? Um, I, Exact number, please. I think that he's going to certainly miss some games, but I would wager he's going to play 65. I think he's going to come out and play a lot. <laughs> wow, that's a lot for even a superstar. <laughs> I'll take the under on, on that bet. I have to take the over because of, I just picked them. <laughs> Um, and I had to set that over <laughs> under pretty high because I picked them here. Um, but like you said, that lineup is incredible. They're going to play a lot of bad teams. Like you said, the Spurs and the Rockets, those should all be wins. Um, this team was hibernating. <laughs> this team was asleep. And now their superstar is back. Mm. Like the mighty pelican goes into its cave. <laughs> 
for hibernation yeah. and then rises in <laughs> late to mid-October and <laughs> starts its reign of terror. All right. 2K question. This is for both of y'all. If you were playing 2K, how would you play this team? How would you control them to be the best? I would do basically what they did when Zion was playing. He would be the point forward. He would bring it up, look for immediate slashing lanes. If not, okay, fine. Well, let's see Jay McCollum do his (laughs) guard thing. Great three-point shooter. (laughs) Kind of set up the offense. Oh, what's that over there on the wing? Brandon Ingram, one of the best scorers in the NBA. Herb Jones locking everyone down on the other side. I think it's going to be really fun. I think they have a lot of players that can score. Um, And scoring equals winning. Buckets does equal winning. Alex, how would you control them in 2K? And then I want to know why you didn't pick them up to this point. Well, let's see. Obviously, I would uh, have Jonas Valanciunas be my point guard. (laughs) I think he's the (laughs) best player. Just kidding. Um, I actually, if I was gonna, I would do something sneaky, like bring CJ McCollum off the bench. Mm. Like I would, cause I would want to, I would want to let some of the young guys run with Zion and like kind of share their minutes where you always just have two of them on the court together. Maybe give, you know, some just like Valanchunas, CJ, Brandon Ingram, where CJ is the point guard. Like I would just try a lot of interesting lineups and you have that flexibility with this team. So I would like, if I was playing 2K, I would just give them all random amounts of weird minutes and I would kind of just <laughs> mess up the 2K thing. So I just get different lineups to try that would be a lot of fun because that's the kind of thing that the Pelicans can do this year that I think is going to make them really fun to watch and fun to play with in 2K. If CJ is okay with being like the first guy on the bench and then like coming back in, like you said, maybe with Jonas and even Brandon Ingram, that could be pretty deadly because CJ McCollum is a really good NBA player and has already been okay with transitioning to a point guard ish role. So that could satiate that new um, kind of role that he has fit into already. Why did we let him sneak by us all this way, Alex? What's the downside with the Pelicans? This was around where I would have picked them. I think I had them in my 15th spot. So they were coming up for me. I think that the problem is obviously the injury concern with Zion and also the fact that we don't really know, even if he's not injured, I mean, what is he going to look like? Is he going to be, you know, exactly as dominant as we kind of remember or kind of hope he could be? Because we kind of reach a little bit with, uh, you know, he hasn't, he's been injured a lot. 20 grams of greatness. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, <laughs> mostly just hope for old Zion. Hopefully our drafts will be just as exciting on the back end right after this break. So, with the first five rounds of our 10-round draft, Alex started off with the Bucks and then went Clippers, Celtics, Heat, Raptors. I say those teams, <laughs> and I look at that squad, and I think, wow, 
We messed up, JR, because good God, that's a lot of really good teams. But if you said those teams at the start of last season, too, you wouldn't have expected the East to kind of just like all be around high 40s at that point. But looking at it, pretty good. A lot of Eastern Conference on that squad because I have been taking up the Western Conference with the Nuggets, the Suns, the Grizzlies. The Lakers, how did that happen? What was I thinking? <laughs> and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I love the Nuggets and the Suns and the Grizz. After that, well, who knows? And then JR gotten, God, Doc Rivers, excellent coach, 76ers, the defending champs, Golden State Warriors, the when healthy and when mentally healthy, the most talented team in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets, possibly MVP having. Dallas Mavericks, and again, possibly MVP having the New Orleans Pelicans. JR started us off with the back half. At this point, when we start selling these teams, we all have to know they're mostly not going to win 41 games. These are mostly below 500 teams. We've drafted 15 teams, 16 make the playoffs. So, you know, we're just selling hope here, or really selling eventually, like, Maybe they'll win 25. JR, who is your sixth pick? I want to start off uh, with an apology to Zion Williamson. That over-under was egregiously high, and I might have set him up for failure. I just got a little excited, okay? <laughs> we were coming at you from all angles, and you shot one out, and that's uh, okay. But for my sixth pick, and to start off the sixth round, I'm going to pick a team that I've said a lot of bad things about in the past, but a mm. team that made offseason moves in the West, Minnesota Timberwolves. Started writing it down before you finish your sentence, my friend. The Timberwolves over under 48 wins. If you're getting a 48 win team in the sixth round, that's pretty good. JR, I'm going to force you to say nice things about Rudy Gobert. How's this going to go well for a Rudy? <laughs> hey, don't do it. Hey. <laughs> His teams won a lot of regular season games in the past, and mm. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Very nice. That's solid. Very nice. Alex. Hello. Is the ceiling higher for this team if Carl Anthony Towns is the best player and transitions smoothly into the power forward role? Or is the ceiling higher if Anthony Edwards is the best player? I'll also throw in D'Angelo Russell as a wild card. <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards by a mile. I mean, he's just the most explosive player on that team. And Carl Anthony Towns has been a really solid player for a long time. And, you know, I mean, not a, a super long time, but he's had a lot of years to just <laughs> show me that I don't think he should be the best player on a championship team. Jimmy Butler made that pretty clear while he was there. And I think that Anthony Edwards is the kind of player that you could has the kind of potential that you can build a championship around him. He's special for sure. Yeah. I, JR, who would you prefer to be the best player, Edwards or Cat? I think you asked this question to me before, and I hope that I said Edwards, because that has got to be the right answer. Right. Has to be. It's just, I, I don't know how smoothly that's going to go or, or go over with Carl. Because if he's transitioning to that power forward position, now maybe he had no say. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. But, like, he's just going to – if Edwards is the best player and now Carl is in a new position, like, you can't turn him into Kevin Love. 
on the Cavs. Like, that's not going to go well. So that's why I ask, like, if Carl is now, like, Dirk Nowitzki, where, like, he can can run things through the high post, is athletic, and is technically the best shooting big man of all time with Carl, and Anthony Edwards still is kind of that secondary option, is that more conducive to having more regular season wins? Because I think if Edwards is the best player, that's great for Edwards, great for us as fans, but maybe not great for the Timberwolves' win record as Carl Anthony Towns is just less effectively used. That's that's a good point. I think that... I think in any way that it shakes out, it's Edwards and Towns is the one-two. I think they might even be pretty even. And that is a good thing that I will say about Gobert. He maybe has been upset that his usage on the offensive end has been low in the past, but like he should just be really fine with basically never getting the ball unless it's like an oop or if like he has a guard on him and he's like, okay, let me just shove him back here a little bit. But I think it's going to be pretty close between Cat and Edwards, uh, but Edwards will probably make the leap for sure. Next up, I'm staring at a Hawks. Bulls, Blazers, or Knicks. It's <laughs> the next four highest possible teams to pick. And there's been a lot of Bulls hate out there. And what if they're healthy? What if we have healthy DeMar, healthy Zach Levine, new, fresh Patrick Williams, a little bit of Nikola Vucevic, with their 41 and a half over under? I'm skipping over the Hawks. Take me up to Chi-Town. I'm taking the Chicago Bulls. You you were both shaking your head the whole time. You, I just, I was you, when, you, when you listed those four teams, I mean, those are like the next four teams I have on my list. It's just like, man, we really fell off a freaking cliff here. <laughs> yes, we did. After T-Wolves, like it wouldn't be shocking if any of those teams that we just mentioned. I mean, the Hawks win total is projecting them to be the seventh seed in the eastern conference we already picked the eighth seed as the raptors so i just jumped down to the bulls it's a big win difference but it's not a big seeding difference and i mean why are the hawks better than bulls i don't i don't i don't think they are it's interesting because you did leave out one name when you were saying what if they're healthy we know someone who's definitely not going to be healthy on the bulls (laughs) and that is lonzo ball how important is he to the team alex oh i think that He's, I mean, obviously they can get away with him not being there, but it, he's definitely pretty important. I mean, I think the Bulls were weird, but they kind of worked. But you're missing a you're missing a jigsaw puzzle, and I think they might fall apart without it. They were probably, besides the Clippers, they're just the most injured team in the league last year. I mean, they lost Patrick Williams, and it wasn't just not having Lonzo. Like, the time when they didn't have Lonzo and Caruso and Kobe White was now their starting point guard, they they lost everything. But Caruso is healthy. And if Caruso is there, he can do a 60% impression of Lonzo with 100% more scrappiness. Caruso is a massive loss for the Lakers from two years ago. I mean, you, you... yeah, you love Caruso, Texas A&M alumni. Yep. Well, I don't know if he graduated, but he went there. He did. <laughs> He's from there, too, from College Station. Oh, really? Hometown hero. I just got his jersey. That makes a lot of mail. sense. 
based on everything about him that we see on the court. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the Bulls because even with all of that stuff, they still made the playoffs last year. The Hawks were, uh, they still had Trey Young and uh, did not do that. So yeah, that's how I'm taking the freaking Bulls. Alex, finish out the sixth and start the seventh for us. I'm I'm looking at the list that I have, and I'm gonna zag from myself. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna self zag. I'm gonna reach down to my 21st team, mostly because I want to root for them, and because I've been picking so many West or East teams, I want to pick a West team. So my next two teams on my list were the Hawks and the Knicks. I feel shitty about both of them. And then I have the Blazers in there, and I really feel terrible about that. So I'm going to dip all the way down and pick the Kings. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 33 and a half wins over under Sacramento Kings. So is this the year that they make the playoffs? I cannot justify this pick very much, but I'm just going to say yes. This is the year that the <laughs> Kings finally put it together. They have all the right pieces, and they're going to be the best team in the league. I have no actual real, I mean, I know there's some like sneaky, like, oh, like, you know, during this tankathon, like the Kings, the Kings aren't going to tank. There's no, Mm -hmm. they're not, they, Harrison Barnes, like, he's good. Still, Darren Fox is fine. I mean, they, they have interesting pieces, but they're the Kings and the Kings don't do well with interesting pieces. The Kings just don't do well in general. They've just they're then the the solid bet for being really bad for a long time. But I just want them to do well and I so I just pick them. I'm sorry, I don't have Mike, a good take for it. Mike Brown, new coach. They have a relatively clear starting lineup set for them. Uh you got Sabonis, Fox, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter. And if you want to bring off Kevin Herter off the bench, you can place the bonus of power forward and Rashawn Holmes at center. Like, that's still a strong squad. It just is the West so much stronger to just beat them into the earth as they do every year. It's hard. I just really can't justify picking the Hawks and the Knicks. So I'm going to only pick one of them. And if I think about it, I'm going to pick the one that I think got the better player this summer. I'm going to pick the Hawks. Oh, man, I thought you – I was like, wow, I was ready for a zigzag zig all the way back. Wow. Yeah, Hawks, uh, 45 and a half, like by far the highest over-under left. We've trashed him a little bit, but best-case scenario, Trey Young plays off guard, right? And him and DeJounte actually do get together. DeAndre Hunter stays healthy. We've talked about the Hawks a lot on this pod. Any extra uh, tidbits, Alex, about the Hawks? No, I mean, they definitely scare me a lot just because of the Collins thing and DeJounte and Trey Young playing together. But, I mean, if I'm looking at these teams left, Trey Young is going to score a lot of points, and that can win them some games. And DeJounte's, I mean, their fit may be weird, but, I mean, he's just really good at defense. And if DeJounte just turns into a guy who, you know, just plays really good defense or trade just turns into a guy who's, you know, just off the ball shooting. Like that still makes their team better. 
And I think that they're maybe a little hungry after last season's, you know, disappointing performance. So I, I, it's, it makes me really nervous to pick them, but they just have a lot. They, if I'm looking at these teams, I think they have a lot of talent. I don't think anyone on the team is really injury prone. So I think they could just kind of, you know, win, win some, win enough games by just having enough people that can stay on the court and score points. You know what they do have on their team? What? <laughs> Thank you. The Holiday Brothers, just not the two that you want. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they have Justin and Aaron Holiday on the squad. What fun! When I'm looking at their depth chart, uh, it if AJ Griffin, their first round pick, is what they wanted Cam Reddish to be, like they're just trying it again. But if it works this time, that's a really big thing because they wouldn't have fallen so far if Cam Reddish could fill in for DeAndre Hunter whenever DeAndre Hunter isn't there. So now, folks, we're in the true garbage pile. Uh, we're in 10th seed projected or lower time. And I'm looking at Blazers, Knicks, Hornets, Wizards. Not an awe-inspiring bunch. Best player on those squads. I think we got to say Dame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk about a team with no reason to tank. God, am I going to take the Trailblazers? <laughs> They're so bad. I can't think about it. I'm taking the Blazers. Go Blazers. I can't, you know, the Knicks, whatever. You can take them, JR. I'll take the Trailblazers. <laughs> Damian Lillard, best player available. Hopefully this year off and the surgery in his abdomen doesn't have long-term effects. But, you know, I've been real low on Jeremy Grant for too long. This is the year I fully embrace Jeremy. Uh, you got Anthony Simons, fun name, fun player. N- Yusuf Nurkic back. Maybe this is the year that they, you know, everyone's picking the Kings and the Pelicans. You know, Blazers, maybe it's the year. Maybe Chauncey Billups gets a lot better at coaching basketball. We'll see. I have nothing else to add about the Blazers. JR, can we just talk about your picks? Um, I do just want to quickly say that I'm glad that you are repping the corner of Jeremy Grant on this podcast because I really <laughs> didn't want to do it. Um, that leaves clearly the next pick, which needs to be the New York Knicks. My second team. Uh, love that I got them. Love that I can watch their games, root for them. Uh, I think that they could have gone a little bit higher, but we kept getting excited about teams like kings i guess, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think brunson's gonna like listen they're not a contender clearly we're picking them at the end of the seventh round here but like he is kind <laughs> of a guard that can kind of pull all this mess that it has been for a while together at least somewhat i think that they'll be you know fighting for a plan so i don't know i'm happy to root for a team that i love in the knicks tibbs does two things really well Three things. Look like a butcher. He masters that. Two, get like a squad that maybe he's not on paper good at defense to actually be good at defense. And three, he's kind of a point guard whisperer. I mean, he was Derrick Rose's coach when he out of nowhere won MVP. Like when he was with the Timberwolves, that 
crew of point guards pre-D'Angelo Russell figured out how to actually do something, and he led them to their most successful season yet with the T-Wolves. And he's got the hype again with Derrick Rose from Quentin Grimes with Quickly. Now they actually have someone who's a true, for real, NBA starter. I almost took the Knicks because of the upside of it. Um, Because, I mean, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, they're due for, like, another a pop-up year. Just can Mitchell Robinson stay healthy? Because if they don't have Mitch, Julius can't play center. You can't. <laughs> this Jokey Noah's <laughs> not coming around the corner. Like, <laughs> could be rough. It's the seventh round. JR, start us off in um, the eighth round. Yeah, I think that we could even go pretty quick through these <laughs> next three rounds. Nine teams left, huh? I agree. Um, I think I'm going to go with... I'm kind of down to between two teams, uh, both in the East. I think I'm going to pick the, oh, wow. I don't really know. I'm going to pick the Detroit Pistons. Okay. I agree for these last three. Let's just give, (laughs) it's like when someone gives a speech in like seventh grade, say something you like about them and something they can improve on. Um, Detroit Pistons. I like Cade Cunningham. And something they can improve on is, gosh, kind of everything else outside of Cade Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, they just need to fill out their roster. I will take the Washington Wizards. That was my that was my other team I was trying to pick between. Yeah, gotta go Wiz if. Beal, you got to try at least one year on the mega contract. What do I like about them is they have Bradley Beal, who scored 30 points in this league before. What do I not like about them? Monte Morris is their starting point guard, and they might be the worst defensive team in the league. But they are going to not tank. They're going to try to win. Go Wizards. Alex, next two picks. All right. I'm going to go with the only two teams left that I think are not going to are- have at least just a chance to maybe not tank this year. You could say there's three teams left. You could put the Rockets in there, but I don't think so. I think they're going to be tanking. I'm going to go Magic and Hornets. Uh, One thing I like about the Hornets is that they still are a basketball team and they live close to me. (laughs) Something I think they can improve on is, uh, you know, just get get a smile out there, you know? Like, it's okay. Don't, don't worry so much, Hornets. Everything will be okay. Just cheer up. Magic, uh, I, I feel like... like, hold on. I feel like what? that's when someone, like some kid goes up there and does so, so horribly. And then they're like, you know, it'd be good if you made eye, eye contact, even though they just like were spinning around and not doing their speech at all. I don't really have a lot of good things to say. I just wish <laughs> I feel bad for them. So I just, you know, cheer up, cheer up champs. Sure. Sure. Magic. What do you like about them? I like there's some of their young guys, you know, they're, they're kind of like the Kings, maybe another team that could just magically put it together if they want to, but there's, but again, they also could be like the Kings and also like the Magic and not do that. So what I, what I think you can improve on is understanding how the game of basketball is played and making a roster that makes sense to win games and choosing to try to do so in an effective way. I shall select 
the Indiana Pacers. Oh, yeah. Something that I like about them is their starting lineup isn't actually terrible. And the Rick Carlisle is their coach. Something I don't like about them is they're in, their rotation players besides Halliburton are going to be in every single trade rumor for the whole season. But if they don't trade them, I'm not that – I wouldn't be surprised if they came out on top of the Wizards, at least in the Eastern Conference. JR, sure. your final two selections. Yeah, with my ninth pick, I'm going to pick the team that Alex mentioned. You could possibly say that they don't want to tank in the Houston Rockets. Um, what I like is Jalen Green and everyone's down on Jabari Smith, who I think has a really, really, really good chance for a rookie of the year. Um, so they just have good players that I like. So I'm going to pick them here. And with my last pick, uh, this is really in avoiding the two teams that I think are going to be battling <laughs> for the worst two teams in the league. I'm going to pick the Oklahoma city thunder. Um, kind of similarly, they have like a really good player in Gilgis Alexander. And at some point, um, I know Chet got hurt, but at some point you have to stop stockpiling all these picks and you actually have to do something with them. And I don't know if this is the year, but like you have a lot of picks. Maybe if you win games, your singular pick is maybe not as good, but you have all these other picks. So maybe they'll win a few games. I spent this whole draft um, writing down all the teams and I was writing their mascot. So, you know, Bucks, Nuggets, Suns. Until the very end, where for no reason I just wrote OKC, and I'm furious. <laughs> like it's just everyone is the mascot, and then I went, oh, OKC, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, with the final pick in my personal draft, I'm sorry I have to stick our squire with you, Alex, but I just can't root for the Spurs to win this year, so I will have to take the Utah Jazz. They were the Spurs were thirty on my list. Yeah. Uh, something nice about the Jazz, love the name. Something they can improve on, having better Jazz in Salt Lake, or in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, not not great Jazz. But we both we all think, I mean Spurs, Jazz, day are truly the only day one tankers, right? That we would like bet our lives yeah, on. Yeah, I think so. OKC, they're always up to their tricks. Where it's like <laughs> SGA. Also, I love that you said the two hardest parts of their <laughs> of his name, Jr. <laughs> like you you skipped Shay. You didn't go SGA. You were like Gilgis Alexander, ladies well, and gentlemen. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> for some reason, I always get nervous when I say Shay. I'm always like wanting to say shy for some reason, so I just avoid it all. <laughs> well, now you know a little behind the scenes, but okay, see. They do have Lou Dort and Josh Giddey who's trying to get better and SGA who is playing for a while. The Rockets, another team that's done actually pretty good in their draft. Uh, they have Jabari Smith and Jalen Green and Tari Eason and Kevin Porter. And uh, they can kind of maybe put a little run together in the beginning. You start saying names and it gets worse and worse. Sengun's a good fantasy pick, I hear. Check out the fantasy zone. And I don't... Let me run through the teams. Alex, Bucks, Clippers, Celtics, Heat, Raps, Kings, Hawks, Hornets, Magic, Spurs. General thoughts on how that squad turned out, Alex? 
it's really rough at the end. I really like the first half, and then the second half teams are really bad. Uh-huh. And I'm starting to regret uh-huh. that Kings pick. But you know what? I'm here to win. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's going to be me. <laughs> JR, Sixers, Warriors, Nets, Mavs, Pelicans, T-Wolves, Knicks, Pistons, Rockets. And as I wrote, <laughs> OKC. Um, clearly, since I picked it, I really like my squad. I think the teams that could really pull it out for me are the Pelicans and the Knicks my fifth and seventh picks. Mm. Um, my downfall will be that Doncic actually can't <laughs> keep his team afloat as much as I'm hoping. So uh, we'll see there. For my squad, Nuggets, Suns, Grizzlies. No need to read the rest. But then we go Lakers, Cavs, Bulls, Blazers, Wizards, Pacers, Jazz. I really think that Pacers and Wizards could surprise some folks. Maybe mid-30s instead of low-30s from those two squads. Lakers, just really, really wide variance. I'm I'm rooting for Russell Westbrook trade as soon as possible and a healthy Anthony Davis. Two things that we've seen zero signs of happening so far. And, I mean, Nuggets, Suns, Grizz. I feel like I have three of the top four seeds in the west sorry clippers i yeah i think the team that's really going to help you is the Cavs, <laughs> who you somehow got a whole round after the lakers i think that's going to really bolster your wins here <laughs> it's like when the spurs picked uh luca samanich like 17 and then keldon johnson at like 28 it's like, who cares what order you picked them? They're both on the squad, right? <laughs> exactly. I think the Lakers pick was great, Carter. Oh, yes, Alex? You liked my Lakers pick? Yeah. Hold on, compliment time, please. <laughs> uh, I think that you got to take some risks. And a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis, I mean, that's a high-risk, high-reward pick. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thanks. Do you want to talk about your team? I know Jar and I kind of talked about ours. Like, do you have like? I know you said you're not super happy with the Kings pick, but you know, you are. We are going to be cheering for these teams, so you want to have some heart in the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I have the Spurs on there, which I am cheering for them to lose games, so it's mm-hmm. bit a uh, bit of a bummer. But I think my first, you know, <laughs> six picks uh, are extremely solid. Five. Five. Sorry. I don't have my list in front of me, but I think my first few picks that are good are really the Bucks. Yeah. Bucks, uh, Clippers, Celtics, Heat, Raps is pretty strong. I think that, that all of those teams could win 82 games. <laughs> it, I mean, every team can. <laughs> that was the winner, winner, chicken dinner draft. We will be back right after this with a very special buzzer beater we are back from our break from our extremely long winner winner chicken dinner draft like i said we will bring alex back on throughout the season uh to kind of review how our squads are doing who is in the lead who is going to be licking their lips for a delicious chicken dinner Alex is our guest. I give you the floor for the buzzer beater. 
Thank you, Carter. Uh, for my buzzer beater, in the spirit of this being the 10th year of our fantasy league and, you know, over 10 years of our friendship, I just want to talk a little bit about how what basketball has meant to me over these last few years. So obviously we all started as Spurs fans, uh, love basketball a lot growing up, but really in high school getting into fantasy basketball is where it kind of took off for me. And I was watching so many games, like 100 plus games, all the playoff games in college. I was sitting, I would, I would, uh, you know, get my notes for finals because it'd be, you know, finals time when the playoffs were happening. And I would just watch all day, like first round all day, just every game. And that is so much, so much time. But uh, I just loved it. I loved the, you know, how it kind of kept us, uh, our friend group together and is something we could always talk about. And I loved, you know, I even did like sporkle quizzes and stuff. And I, I just, uh, it was, it was really a lot of fun for me. And then, uh, as y'all know, I joined the Navy, I left after college and basketball kind of took on a different meaning for me there because, you know, I built this such strong relationship between, uh, you know, our friendship and basketball. But now it was like, you know, I remember my first uh, time when I went to OCS, which is like the officer boot camp and uh, Christmas Day. I'm in some, you know, tiny snow filled town and I'm watching the Christmas Day game in this tiny little TV. And I'm just that couldn't have been happier in my entire life. Like the joy of no no basketball for like two months straight for the first time in years and it's every time i i would get those little moments you know i uh over these years as i you know have kind of gotten farther and farther away from basketball and my friends and you know been spending more and more time at work these little moments have just meant so much to me and um, I've really appreciated kind of what basketball has been able to do to kind of keep me in different ways, um, you know, connected to my hometown, my friends, you know, the, you know, even our past, uh, our, our past memories and all of that. Uh, one that I, one moment I really remember was the Spurs Nuggets playoffs where the Spurs were the seven seed and the nuggets were the two seed and I'm on my very first deployment and I'm sitting there clicking refresh as I'm just watching the score of game seven just refresh refresh what is this just one hoping that we're gonna win this game and I'm like realizing that this is the farthest away from basketball I think anyone could ever be I'm not watching anyone play I'm not talking to anyone about it. I'm just watching numbers. They could be anything. I'm watching numbers slowly refresh on a screen. And yet, like, it has ingrained itself so much into my life and all of our lives that I, like, I'm having, I'm feeling happy while I'm doing this. I'm feeling sad when we lose. I'm feeling, uh, you know, nostalgic for the memories of us watching these playoff Spurs playoff games together at uh, you know Bob's Burgers and um it this is I guess been my love letter to basketball and to San Antonio 
and to my friends. And I just want to say that I'm really excited for this season and I'm really excited to be able to watch a lot more basketball and kind of maybe get back to the to the way I used to know it because it's been interesting. But, you know, miss you guys. <laughs> We're happy you're back. I think you said it best. A true love letter to basketball in our last preseason preview of the NBA. I can't wait for the season to begin and to do what we love, which is just enjoying this awesome game with our friends. Alex, thank you so much for being on the pod. We'll have you back soon to check in to see how our teams are doing. JR, any final words? (laughs) Yeah, I just want to say thanks, Alex, as well. That was uh, awesome to listen to. Um, And we'll be excited to have you back throughout the season. It has been an absolute pleasure to be here to both of you. Uh, Each of you get more and more handsome every day. And I hope that uh, the Spurs lose a lot of games this year. I think we all do. Thank you for listening, everybody. The next time you hear our voices, NBA basketball will have happened. I can't wait. You can't wait. Talk to you next time.